The word epiphany, as you know, it means manifestation. God manifested himself all throughout history. But all of the previous manifestations were to culminate in the one perfect manifestation that would fulfill everything that God had done and spoke through the patriarchs and through the prophets. Everything comes to completion in the manifestation of Jesus Christ. God has come in the flesh. He has taken on our human nature and is adored as a little, tiny, infant king. This is what the Magi are seeking. They have this deep sense that there's this child that is born that is going to be a very special king. And in finding this child, they will find what they have been looking for their whole life. And so they find him. Praise God. And what do they do? There's two things that these magi do when they encounter this child. First, it says they prostrate themselves. That's the lowest position we can take with our bodies of adoration. Face down flat on the ground. They prostrate themselves and in homage, and then it says, they open their treasures and give him gifts. The gifts that they give him represent what they believe about this child and what they owe him. They represent their total acknowledgement of this child not only as king, But this child is God. And because they believe that this child is God, they owe him perfect and complete adoration. The surrender of everything that they are and they have is handed over to this infant Christ King. The star that guided them before represents now the one who will guide them their whole entire life. This, by the way, is the fulfillment of the first commandment. I am the Lord thy God, and there is no other. Therefore, you shall have no other gods before me. And you and I know, as disciples of Jesus, even though we know that Christ needs to be the center, that God needs to be enthroned in our hearts as the first person in our life, we know how hard this is to keep God first. There's always things that are clamoring and vying to take the place of God in our life. 
You know, when the Magi prostrate themselves on the ground, it reminds me of the day of my ordination. When I had to lay on the cathedral floor flat on my face. And by the way, that's hard on the nose. It took a whole week for my nose to pop back back out again. It was terrible. But what I was saying with that gesture is basically my life no longer belongs to me. It all belongs to God. This manifestation leads to another manifestation that is announced in the circumstances of Christ's birth. Christ is born in a town called Bethlehem, which means house of bread. And when he's born, he's laid in a manger, which is a feeding trough for animals. As if by this to announce the day when Jesus would manifest himself in another way by becoming our spiritual food, becoming for us the bread of life and giving himself to us in the Eucharist, his body and his blood. And this is what's going to happen at this Mass and at every single Mass. In a few minutes, there's going to be an epiphany. The elements of bread and wine are going to be brought to this altar, and by the words of Christ and the power of the Spirit, Jesus Christ is going to be manifest, truly presence in his humanity and divinity on this altar. And to remind us of this, the bells will be rung when the body of Christ is elevated, the bells will ring three times. When the chalice of the precious blood is elevated, the bells will ring three times to remind us, epiphany, God is manifest. And you're gonna be kneeling at this moment a gesture which is right and fitting. I will be genuflecting. Like the Magi, we want to respond in faith and we want to prostrate ourselves. We want to worship and we want to allow this action at Mass to keep God at the center First place, my friends, we need the Mass. We need the Mass to keep the first commandment because so often things will take the place of God. These holidays have been wonderful. And like you, I love to eat. But I've been eating so many meals of rich food I'm ready to go on a diet. I'm telling you. And I have to admit that sometimes I've just overdone it. I just eat way too much and think too much about food. And I need, like the Magi, to prostrate myself. I need to bow down and say to God, thank you. 
Thank you for all these gifts, but I've let them take too much space in my heart and in my life. I need you, God, to help me to put them back in their rightful place so that food does not become a false god. Recently, I met a wonderful person uh, who's a beautiful Christian. A lot of things to, to love about this person. But then I found myself thinking about them a little too much. That love in my heart that I want just for God, it was starting to get in there. And I had to just prostrate myself and say, Lord, thank you for the gift of this person, but I give them to you so that I will not love them too much. And every one of us knows how easy it is to put someone in the place of God. We put them on a pedestal and we expect way too much of them. We don't have to look far for idols because as one of my spiritual directors said, we are a country of idols. See, our problem is with the first commandment more than anything else. What is keeping us from enthroning God as first place. You see, this was the problem with Herod. This is why he was terrified at the news of this king because the center of his universe was him, his own ego. All that he built up, the power and the glory, the success, that was the center of his life. And to think of losing all that and having someone else in that place, he was a man of fear. And I didn't realize how hard it is to play God until God dethroned me from that place. It is a lot of work to play God. There's all the fear and the worry and the anxiety, the striving, the misery and happiness from not being able to, <laughs> to be God. It's a lot of work. The lack of peace, the lack of joy. I am much happier and life is much better when God is God. Like the man who walked to the monastery and knocked on the door because he wanted to join the community. The abbot answered the door and the man said, I'd like to join and live your life. The abbot said, you can enter on one condition, that you accept and believe that there's one God and you're not him. Wouldn't that be great if every time we crossed the threshold of our bedrooms or the entryways into our homes, that we remember this? There's one God and we are not this God. And to give our lives over to the Lord. At the moment of the epiphany today, when you hear those bells rung three times, when Jesus is manifest powerfully and truly on this altar, let's throw down anything that has become an idol. Is it sports? Is it the TV or computer? Is it our hobbies? Is it our work or success? 
Is it food? Is it another person? And then as we receive communion, let us enthrone Jesus anew in our hearts as first and center. It's interesting that if we don't receive communion on the tongue, we are encouraged to make a throne with our hands because we are about to receive Jesus, the King of the universe. It's amazing all the things we do and what they mean. So my dear friends, let's now do what the Magi did. Let's prostrate ourselves in spirit with our bodies and lay down our lives and everything in them. And in communion, let Jesus come again and take his throne as the King and Lord of our life. Amen.